Amen. I want to continue um, in this series, Don't Let Favor Change You. But, but today I want to look at something. I want to look at something back in Psalm 30, verse 8. If you go to verse 8, we've done verses 6 and 7. And, and David is in a different place now. All right? Remember, he, he was on top of the mountain. He felt secure as a mountain. Verse, uh, verse 7, right? He, said, he says, oh, Lord, by your favor, you've made my mountain to stand strong. Look at verse 7. He says, oh, Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain to stand strong. You hid your face and I was dismayed. Verse 8, to you, O Lord, I called, and to you and to the Lord I made what? Supplication. What profit is there in my blood? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. I want to talk about this morning from pride to humility. From pride to humility. Amen. One of the things that I like about David is that whenever David is wrong, he could admit it. Whenever David finds himself in a fix, whenever he finds himself in a situation and he's wrong, he admits it. All through the Psalms, you find David... um, would make mistakes. Not just David, but in Psalm 71, you find the writer said, the writer said, he says, when I looked at the prosperity of the wicked, I almost slipped. Honesty. When you read the Psalms, you'll find that David is a man after God's own heart But David is a person like you and I. No one decides, no one really sets out to become prideful. Am I right about it? Amen. No one really sets out to do that. Most of us, when we get caught with pride, it's because we gradually slipped into it. Amen. David, when he's confronted with his pride, he confesses and he moves back into a place of contrition. Uh, For many of us, we may not think that favor will change us until we're placed in a position of favor. I'm going somewhere. We can say, oh, I, oh, if I was him, I wouldn't, 
I would do this, or if I was him, I would do that. Or we, we look at people who have fallen, right, and people who have won the lottery, right, and, and we find that, that, that they have ruined their lives. And we, we stand on the sidelines saying, man, I, I would have done something different. But you don't know what favor can do to you. Come on, somebody. You don't really know until you have received the favor of God. Amen. When you get a promotion, when you move from mediocrity, come on somebody, and you you move to a place where everything in your life is going smoothly, you don't know what you're capable of. And this is why I believe that we must always keep ourselves in a position of humility because when you keep yourself in a position of humility, you're positioning yourself to be blessed by God. Take the CEO of American Airlines. You've heard of American Airlines. One incident happened, and in that same week, two other incidents happened. Amen. Back to back to back. And when the CEO came out to apologize, he was not remorseful. As a matter of fact, he was like, well, we're looking into the matter. And, and he was not humble. So, watch this. So, that same week, two other incidents happened. And it was through, watch this, the pu- public pressure that he came out and gave a sincere apology. Bill O'Reilly of the Riley Factor, amen, who brought in $463 million in endorsements, was a man who, had, who was given a license to do whatever he wanted to do and treat people any way he wanted, women especially, any way he wanted to because he was a cash cow. He was a man who had gotten to the point in his life where he felt like he was untouchable. Do I have anybody? But this week he found out, hallelujah to his holy name, this week Bill O'Reilly found out that everybody is touchable. Amen, amen. And, And the public pressure will cause you, come on somebody, to lose everything that you have. I want to say this to somebody here this morning. I want to tell you this. You're not untouchable. In a a blink of an eye, in a blink of an eye, your life can change for the better or the worse. And what we've been looking at throughout Scripture, we've been looking at the fact that David, for years, had lived a life of comfortability. He went from a man who was on the run Y'all with me? Amen. He was on the run. He was living in caves. He was living with the enemy. Amen. He camped out with the enemy for a couple years because he was hiding from Saul. But now he was, watch this, he was anointed but not yet appointed. And, and, And you know what? You know what's so amazing about that? There's some of us here today, we've been anointed to do what God has called us to do, but but you have not yet been appointed to the place where God wants you. 
but from your anointing to your appointing, you got to make sure that in be those in-between periods that you are looking at yourself and that you're asking questions of yourself. Am I really humble? Do I really have humility? Amen. If somebody rubbed me the wrong way, what am I going to do? Amen. 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 Now, now you can tell if you got some humility when someone cuts you off. Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Amen. When you're driving and somebody just happens to be uncourteous, and then you're thinking, now your thoughts govern your actions. Listen, you can say, I'm just this humble person, and somebody says something to you at home. Yeah. Talking about at the house now. Oh, yeah. Amen. And then you find out that there's not an ounce of humility in you. Yeah. And here's the thing. Just because you shut your mouth doesn't mean, watch this, that you're not humble. It does, watch this. Watch this. It's what you're thinking while you shut your mouth. Ouch, amen, or thank you. You want to, but you restrain yourself. And, and may I say this to you? If it keeps repeating itself, you know what that means? That means you haven't changed yet. That means you haven't passed the test yet. That means that God is still working on you. David here is a man. Listen, listen, I, I say this. Listen. When we meet people for the first time, all we do, all we're doing is impressing them. But it's when we get to know each other that we get, I'm talking about behind closed doors. Dating is cool. Because you just front. Fake news. Now that's fake news. You know what I'm saying? You just, you know, you just like, you know, you don't want the person to know much about you. All you want them to see is the best of you. So here's what I say. I say that, listen, why do you go back to being something else when, you, when you've proven that you can be the best you can be? Come on, somebody. Somebody say, I ain't dated in a long time. I don't know what that is. Amen. So you give everybody else hell. Because <laughs> you hadn't had a date in a long time. Maybe you need to go get some ice cream or go to a movie or something. Amen. Maybe you'll knock the edge off your attitude. Come on, somebody. Are y'all with me? Amen. There's some brothers and sisters in church you can hang out with. David is living a luxury. You know, watch, watch this. This is the part. Why do you think David sinned with Bathsheba? Because he, he, listen, he went from the struggle to being royalty. And rather than him leading his army, he got comfortable. He was not in the locational will of God. And so, therefore, he's just hanging in the palace. He went out on the, on the balcony and said, oh, my gosh, Lord, have my, too much free time. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. 
And then he made some inquiries and he found out something that she was married. You see, favor will do that kind of stuff to you. Favor will make you think that you can have anything you want. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. That, that, listen, that, that, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You say, what does this got to do with humility? I'm going to show you what it has to do with humility, but we're going to look at David today. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Last week I told you that David had gotten to a point in his prosperity that he was convinced that he didn't need God. Favor will do that to you. I told you last week that if you're going to let favor change you, one of the things that will happen to you is that God, he may no longer be Lord of your life. Remember I told you that? Told you that you may not be living to please him anymore. Told you that you may become prideful, but I also told you that God will turn his face and his favor from you. And one of the things that you and I have to remind ourselves with, I believe that God is taking, through, taking, taking us through these series of message, messages because he wants to bless you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he wants to bless you. But turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, don't let favor change you. He wants to bless you. But favor can change you. Today as we continue in this journey. I, I want to look at David's return because watch this. Even though you may have strayed, you can return. And where we are in the passage, if you look at verse 6, he said, now as for me, I said in my prosperity, I will not be moved, right? Then he said in verse 7, O Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain to stand strong. You hid your face and I was dismayed. But, but let's look at it. Let's look at how you go from prosperity, watch this, how you go from pride to humility. You see, prosperity without humility can lead to adversity. <laughs> Write that down somewhere. Prosperity without humility can lead to what? Adversity. Now that everything is good, now that we've, we're, we're over the hump, we fall into a place of pride. Here's David. Let's look at David. Let's, first thing I want us to look at, it says, verse 8, it says, To you, O Lord, I called. So the first thing I see is my first point, his prayer. You know what can return you from pride? Prayer. You say, why, pastor? Because prayer puts you in direct communication with God. Prayer puts you in a place, watch this, where God can hear from you and you can hear from God but watch this prayer has a way of watch this presenting and purging you of pride saints I want to tell you something if you want to return from pride to humility you have to develop a prayer life 
And the one thing the Bible says, the Bible says here, he says, Oh, to you, O oh Lord, I called, but in his prosperity, he did not call God. He was talking about himself, and he wasn't talking about God. He says, To you, I called. This word called means to invite. Watch this. To, to make a proclamation to say to God, God, I surrender all. All to you, I surrender all. Amen. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. Don't just pray when you're going through. Don't just pray when you feel like it's convenient for you. Listen, God can drive you to your knees. Do I have anybody? And somebody here today, I want to tell you, David gives us a good example. And this example to me is so powerful because as a prideful man, he didn't see a need to pray. The first thing that leaves your life when you move into, in, into pride is your prayer life, your devotion life, your devotion life. You getting into the presence of God, you talking to God. Listen, somebody said, well, I talk to God. But listen, you got to really talk to God. And here's what you got to pray about. Lord, change me. Lord, change my heart. First thing I see is his prayer. Second thing I see, watch this. He says, to you, O Lord, watch this now. He got all spiritual on us, right? Before he wasn't talking about the Lord, before he's talking about himself. But now, you know what happens to us, y'all. You know when we done tripped and fall, we, all, we get all religious. We get all spiritual. But not only do I see his prayer, but the second thing I see, look at the next part of this verse. It says, and to the Lord I make, what? Supplication. So the next thing I see, not only do I see his prayer, but the next thing I see is his plea. He's pleading with God. That word supplication, you know what it means? It means to beg. Somebody here this morning, you're too proud to beg. You won't beg God to change you. Some of us got to beg because we're stuck and we're stubborn. Listen, his plea. Can I ask you something? How long will you hold out before you tap out? God's been waiting for you to tap out. God's been waiting for you to say, God, I surrender. I thank God for, for David is coming back from a, a bout of pride. And his plea is, God, oh Lord, I made supplication. You see, uh, how many of us have messed up and yet we will not, watch this, we won't pray or we won't plead and we won't plead. Because you know why? Because it hadn't gotten bad enough. Saints, this is, this is something you need to have now before you get hit with it. You got to plead with God. You got to ask God, God, beg if you have to. Come on, somebody. Aren't you tired of being the same way? Come on, somebody. So, somebody got to help me today. Uh, listen, listen. If you're not seeing it, beg. Lord, please don't let me be like everybody else. Lord, please don't let me go out like that. Lord, please, I'm begging you, Lord. Lord, change my heart. Change my mind. Change the way we live. Lord, I don't like living like this no more. But how do you get that? You got to go in prayer. 
David is showing us something. A prideful man doesn't pray, and a prideful man, I'm too proud to beg. Amen. Some of us are proud. We won't beg. We won't ask. Listen, know who you're asking. Asking God. Now watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, he says, he says, oh God, oh Lord, I, 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 and, and to the Lord I made supplication. But look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Here's what David does next. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Watch what he said. He says, what profit is there in my blood? Now, you know what, what David was at this point? He was flat on his back, sick. He was at the point of death. Look what he says. What profit is there in my blood? If I go down to the pit, you know what I see next? I see his prayer. I see his plea. But here's the third thing I see. You know what I see? His proposal. He says, God, I'm valuable to you. God, put put the scripture back up. God, 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 If I die, if my blood is shed, I know you've got other men. See, but when you know your value, and and listen, we all going to mess up. We're all going to make mistakes. But David is making a proposal. David is clinging to his life. God should have killed him. But yet he realized that, watch this, now he wants to bargain with God. (laughs) Saints, I want to tell you something. Don't get so proud where you can't bargain with God. And if you're going to make it, watch this, from pride to humility, you've got to have some form of a proposal. (laughs) And you've got to say to God, God, now, now, Lord, I know I'm going to mess up. But may I ask you something? What profit is it if I'm humiliated? Lord, what profit is it if if I just go all the way down? God isn't going to destroy your life. We destroy our own lives. And here David is. He's sick to the point of no return, but he's pleading with God. And he's saying, God, what profit is there in my blood? Listen, he would be no good to God in the grave. May I ask you a question? What good are you to God? Amen. What good are you? Saints, you have a destiny. You have a purpose. You have God has a plan for you. Listen, if you die now, and sometimes we're at the point of no return, but you can return. Ask God, God, what is this all about? Lord, why am I in this situation? How can I make it through? Lord, will you get glory out of this? 
Will you get glory? Listen, his proposal is one that we should have that if we're going to live, watch this, there's no better reason to live but for God. Notice what he says. He says, what profit is there in my blood? And if I go to the pit, somebody right now, you're in the pit. But I want to tell you something. You can come up out of that. You got you to gotta make a proposal to God. God, if you change me, hallelujah to his holy name. Lord, if you change me, and I'm not talking about those, 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 those promises that we make that we break so easily. But remember this, he's at a point of no return, but he's making a proposal to God and saying, God, God, hear me out. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time you had a God hear me out meeting? God, what profit is it if I go down to the pit? God gets no glory if you die. God gets no glory. Listen, I'm trying to show you something. Some of the things we bring in ourselves and some of the things are for the testings in our, in, for our growth. But you, have, you and I have to decipher which, one, which ones we brought on ourselves. And what David is saying, listen, I'm no longer prideful. So here's my proposal. Here's my proposal, God. That if you, if you save me, Lord, I'll serve you. Here's my proposal, God, that, 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 Lord, even if you take me to the highest of heights, and even when you bless me, Lord, listen, I'll, I'll continue to glorify your holy name. Here, here's my proposal, God, that, that even when life gets tough sometimes, guess what? I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to turn my back on you. Because when it gets rough, God, what I'm going to do is I'm going to understand what James says. James says, consider it all joy. That it is a test of my faith. God, God, here's my proposal to you today. That any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. Come on, somebody. Here's my proposal to you, God. God, if you just get me out this time. Come on, somebody. Lord, I promise, God, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. Here's a promise I'm going to make to you, God. That I realize that one day in your house is better than a thousand on the outside. Here's a promise I make to you. Here's, a, here's my proposal to you, God. My proposal is this, God, that y'all seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto me. Here's my proposal, God, that I'll turn my life and my family and my faith and my finances over to you, God. Here's my proposal to you. Get it notarized. Make the proposal, y'all. Because, listen, we can be on top today and on the bottom tomorrow. And I'm, listen, I'm, this is a precursor to your blessing. So what God says, before I bless you, I want to prepare you. Because a lot of people are not prepared for blessings. And when they get it, they mess it up because they become what? Prideful. What did he say in verse 7? He says, he says, verse 6, he says, now as for me, I said in my prosperity, I will never, woo, 
can you understand his proposal now? He's at a point of death. And he's saying, God, what prop, Lord, if you kill me, what's, what's up? <laughs> I mean, dad. I mean, I know it was bad, but man, I mean, I, I, you, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. But let me show you one more thing I see. Watch, 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 watch this. Look at verse 9. He says, will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? First of all, let me say this. God does not get any glory if you die before your time. Now, if you're messing it up, he may have to send you a messenger to get your attention. You know what happened to Paul? He went to the third heaven. He saw things that the Bible says when he came back, God said, don't you talk about it. And you know what God did at that moment because of his revelation? You know what he got? He got a thorn in his flesh to keep him humble. Three times he pleaded with God, God, take this from me. And then this is what God said. Let me say this to you, those of you who are sick. God's grace is sufficient enough to bring you through it. I know it hurts sometimes. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. I know what you're talking about. But it's by his grace. You have it so he can humble you. Now watch this. If, you, if you're sick and you're getting bitter, something wrong. You should be getting better. You say, "How? What do you mean? Better spiritually? Better be better to be able to handle it. Better to be able to accept it." So I see his prayer. I see his plea. I see his proposal. But lastly, I see his promise. What's his promise? Saints, let me tell you something. When you make it back from, from pride, you got to keep your promise. First of all, he says, uh, will the dust praise you? You see, all God really wanted all that time from David. Listen, God would have given, here's a revelation for you. God would have given Bathsheba to David. You know why? Because Bathsheba is Solomon's mama. I don't think you hear what I'm saying to you. You got to know your Bible. It was going to happen anyways because Solomon was, watch this, the wisest man that ever lived. He didn't have to go take it. God would have given it to him in due time. But when pride gets us, we think we can have and take whatever we want. Watch this. Watch this. His promise is this, Lord. You know what you got to do when you come in here every week? You got to stop looking around at everybody else 
And you got to start looking at you. And here's what you got to start doing. You got to start lifting your hands. You got to make a promise. Lord, if I go down to the dust, can I praise you then? No. Listen, who will declare your what? Your faithfulness. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. Man will let you down, but God is faithful. He's faithful and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And, and the Bible says that David wanted to give God glory and praise. David wanted to declare to everyone around him, listen, I was a man who was full of myself, but now let me tell you something. Let me tell you who blessed me. Let me tell you who's been faithful to me. Let me tell you who really brought me out. Man didn't bring me through this. Money didn't bring me through this. Come on, somebody. But it was God who brought me through this. And you can give him praise. Listen, the rocks won't cry out in your place. Come on, somebody. And I got a few people here today who can testify about his goodness. Do I have anybody in here this morning? Who can tell me about what God has done for you? Do I have some praises in the house? Who can say hallelujah? Who can say glory to your holy name? I was gone, but I made it back. Somebody here this morning, declare his faithfulness. Declare the fact that God has been good to you. That even when you messed up and it looked like life was falling apart, he brought you back and he saved your life and he fixed you and he made you over again. See, don't you be don't you sit out on him this morning. Praise him this morning. Declare of how good he's been to you. Come on, somebody. You were gone and out of your mind. You are out of here, but God saved you and he transformed you. Some of us had left the Lord and we came back to the Lord. Thank God that we came back. Will the dust praise you? Make the promise today. I'm going to praise you when I get up in the morning. I'm going to praise you that when I got full of myself, you brought me back. Watch this. And you brought me back by your faithfulness. Because you've been faithful, I'm going to declare it to everywhere I go. Many of us got to remember this. Man was made from the ground. He's an earthly creature. And on his best day, he's just dignified dirt. In fact, every living person is only worth $3.57. That's how, that's how much a bag of dirt costs. A yard. When a person dies, all of their components return to the dirt. The value is only about $3.57. Oh, 
That's why you can't think too highly of yourself. You're not just worth that much. Do I have anybody? You would say, I know my worth, but you're only worth $3.57. When you drive that Benz, $3.57 is driving the Benz. When you move into that big house, $3.57 is living in that house. Amen. When you wear those designer clothes, $3.57 is wearing that clothes. It's $3.57 with more money in the bank than you're actually worth. Will the dust praise you? Listen, if you're going to make it back from pride, you got to be like David. You got to pray. You got to plead. Some of us, we won't cry. We're so hard, we won't cry. We won't plead because we're so tough. $3.57. Come on, somebody. We just won't do it. You know why? Because we're like, well, I'm tough. I don't need to cry. But you won't believe what some crying will do for you. It will put you in a place where you say, you know what? Thank you, Lord, that you didn't take my life. Thank you, Lord, that I'm still here. I'm still here, Lord. And watch this. Because you brought me back from death, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop complaining, and I'm going to start praising. And I'm going to start declaring everywhere I go, God is real. Everywhere I go, I'm going to say God is real. Why? Because he brought me back from death. Oh, I've been there, y'all. I've been there, y'all. Amen. Twice he brought me back from death. Twice he brought me back from death. And I thank him today. Listen, you're alive, so therefore you have a purpose. Reevaluate your proposal. Give him a reason to bless you again. Give him a reason to use you again. That's what you gotta do. In your sickness, in your pain, in your suffering, in whatever situation you find yourself in. Declare his faithfulness and praise. Praise is how you get through. Did you know that? Praise is how you get through. Praise is how you get your breakthrough. David said, if I die. But watch this. You ready for this? Don't die with regret. Don't die saying, man, because remember, absent from the body, present with the Lord, right? But then it's too late. You're dead now. We're going to pray over you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to put you in the ground. 
But my question is, what will I say about you? That's what a eulogy is. You know what a eulogy is? To speak well of. To speak well of. But if I knew you, if, but if you live your life prideful, nobody want to be around you. Nobody can't say nothing to you. You're always on the edge. Amen. But you got to keep your promise. And I want to tell you something. This has been an eye-opening message series for me. Because I had to re I had to re I had to look at my life again. And when I saw David in his sickness and what he did, I said, man, he's negotiating with God. So my question is, while you have the blood running warm in your veins, will you get back to the place where you're supposed to be? Will you get back to praising and stop complaining? Will you get back to the place where you were? Amen. If you got a mouth, you can praise him. If you got a mouth, you can declare to a lost world that he is real. Today, if you need prayer, I want to pray for you.